everyone. I hope you're having a great day. I'm here with Simon Haig. Simon is a renowned author, former corporate lawyer, and a multinational CEO, and a successful entrepreneur. He's a recognized global leader on negotiation, deal-making, business, leadership, mindset, and branding growth. Simon, thank you for being here today. How's it going? Rob, you're welcome. It sounds like I do a lot of things, which I do. And the name of your podcast and your book, Why Wait, is very much about, it underpins what I do. Like, there's so many things to do in life, so many opportunities. And I'm really intrigued about as to how people match their potential with the opportunities. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's what kind of what I wanted to start with is, you know, you're doing so many different things, because that's something that, you know, growing up, you're like, oh, I, you know, I want to be involved in so many different ways. And it's stuff that's just kind of different opportunities led to different things, kind of just talk through that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I started life actually as a lawyer um, 20, 25 years ago. And I went into that career because I thought it was a cool thing to do. And, you know, everybody thinks lawyers cool, blah, blah, blah. But I realized after one year as a lawyer that basically I'm an entrepreneur because I like to juggle. I like to juggle lots of different balls, you know, and and so fast forward 24 years today, I would say that I, you know, I, I train, I coach, I've written books, I, I consult, I do podcasts, I do a radio show, which I'm doing straight after this. And I just love that variety. You know, Dory Clark, who's written an amazing book called Entrepreneurial You, that's me. I like to be, um, I like to be a multifaceted entrepreneur. I like to get different things coming from different places because you meet different people and you just, it keeps you alive, Rob. It keeps you mm -hmm. alive and active. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's very cool in terms of being able to try different things and have that kind of different experiences. In terms of the decision to leave law, and was that something that was uh, like one moment, this is kind of it, or was it something that throughout that first year kind of things built up and you're like... Oh, uh, it took about 17 years for me to pluck up the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and because you get stuck into the system and... Uh, you know, you earn good money. And I was doing things on the side, like I wrote a law book long 20 years ago, and I wrote another book. Um, but really, you know, I, I ended up leaving the law eventually. It took me a long time, but I, I kind of did it in stages. I went from private practice law, then I went in-house. I worked for Dell and I was an in-house counsel. And then I moved from that into management and then from that into the work I do. So I kind of did it in stages. And looking back would i change anything i you know i don't there's nothing really much in life i would change everything's meant to happen you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I, I love that perspective in terms of everything's meant to happen and it happens yeah. for a reason um yeah. yeah in terms of all the different things you do how do you kind of balance you know the ideas of oh this is something new and fun and you know here's something else that um you know i've been working on it for a while maybe trying to keep that going and, yeah yeah i i guess i guess i look at for me, it's a combination of things. The first thing is, it's really, most important thing is, is I look at the people I work with. I, I, I want to work with people I like, trust, and respect. I use those three words a lot. Do I like this person? And do I trust this person? And do I respect this person? So for me, as I'm getting older, I realize I, I want to work with the right people. That's the first thing. The second thing then is, what really interests me is projects that are, are a little bit out of the out of the box or a little bit disruptive. You know, I'm advising a company over here called Trained In. They're a, they're a, they're a company that mix matches coaches and consultants with buyers of those services. I'm also representing a comp company called Enzo Initiatives, which is matching companies with charitable donations. And 
and, and, uh, and a company called Steerus and other companies. And the, the common thing is they're thinking about things in a new, innovative, slightly disrupted way. So it's that disruption and also the people that gets me going, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And kind of all the new challenges that come with that in different ways of thinking and that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and, and also that's a good point you make. Uh, you know, I, I've learned in my latter years that I'm very resilient, you know, and I didn't realize this when I was your age. And I'm able to juggle a lot of things. I'm able to move at pace because I'm very organized. You know, I, I learned this when I was at Dell. At the end of every day, I clear my email inbox. You know, I clear whatever inbox I have. And I, so I'm very organized. So, and I have a good diary system. I have a work one. I have a, a personal one. And so people say, how can you juggle all these things? It's easy for me because I'm just organized. And then, then I can sleep at night and then I wake up tomorrow and I know what I got to do. So it's about being resilient, self-aware, um, and, uh, you know, having that awareness of what you can and can't do. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you have great systems in place and kind of things that work for you in terms of the routine or the, those things that you just learn and did intrinsically and like, Oh, like the email, for example, of like, yeah. that's a habit that just you did and kind of now looking back, realize it. Yeah, no, yeah. Ab absolutely. It's, it's something that you build up over years and it's only really, I, I've take, taken time over the pandemic to really reflect. And, you know, I don't know whether you know, but a habit takes about 60 days to form. If you, if you want to, if you want to, you know, go on a diet or lose weight, you've got to keep doing it every day for 60 days. That's why people give up their diets at the end of January. They should really keep going to the end of February and they probably keep going, you know. So I've learned that by looking back, there are certain things I just keep doing, keep doing. And, and I guess that's the core of the work that I do. I help business leaders and companies with growth, right, with matching their confidence with their capability. That's how I call it. And really, the secret is, is matching three things, their drive, you've got to have drive, then you've got to have a strategy, and then you've got to chase the right opportunities. And those three things have to be aligned. And a lot of people don't have it, they have the drive, but they don't have the strategic now. And then most people don't chase the right opportunities, they either chase the wrong ones, or they're, they're deluded about the, their own capabilities. So that's what I help people with is aligning those three things. Yeah, yeah. And I guess one of the things that's really interesting there is like picking those opportunities in a way, in terms of which are the right ones to yeah. pursue and kind of like, yeah. are there ways, different strategies that you talk through of like how to think about it or like, you know, pros, cons, it's like, what are some of the ways to help people? That's interesting, interesting you should say that because next year I'm launching uh, and I won't say too much about it because I'm launching with somebody else, but it's a, it's a whole program. It's going to, it'll be online around how people put in place a roadmap to identify the opportunities and get there. And there's all sorts of things, so I won't talk about the details there, but the first thing is you've got to have a sense of who you are. So you need to know, you need to be aware, you need to have an awareness of your strengths, your capabilities, what you really can't do, what you really want to do. So a bit of emotional intelligence and strength analysis. And then the second thing then is you've really got to analyze, um, you know, what, what are your goals? What do you want? Who, not what do you want to be, but who do you want to be, right? Who do you want to be? And a lot of people don't think about that. And then the third thing then is, you got to put it into place. So there's a lot of reflection around who you are, what you want to do, who you who you want to be, and then you got to put things in place. I won't say more than that. You'll see the program next yeah. year. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking forward to it already. Um, yeah, and I think especially the focus on the individual too, in terms of um, yeah. the, the core motivations of who someone is in their purpose, um, more so than like a title or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that. I mean, I'm not interested in titles. I'm looking for attitude. 
basically, you know, if I were recruiting people, I would be looking for attitude first. You can train most people into whatever skill sets, but you can't, it's harder to train for attitude. So, I mean, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and the fact that you're writing that book about your journey, you're, you're not wasting time. You know, just, there's just a, convers just a conversation about why wait. That's spot on because there's nobody out there who's, nobody's going to save any of us, right? If we're not intentional about our life journey, it's not going to happen. So it's up to all of us. And as you said, why wait? Like, why wait? The other thing is, I say to people, you know, I've, I, last year in the lockdown, I connected with some of the world's leading thought leaders on LinkedIn, on, on, on Zoom like this, and I did a lot of podcasts. And people said, how did you get hold of them? And I said, it's easy. I asked them. I sent them a message on LinkedIn, as you did with me. And, and so I say to people, if you don't ask, the answer is guaranteed no. If you do ask, it's 50% yes. So why don't you just ask? <laughs> yeah, 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 I really appreciate the, about uh, the name Why Wait and definitely agree. And it is so true that um, I know from my own experience, there's so many times I've been nervous about sending a message on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the response for me? And then I kind of start to realize. Just send oh, it. If I send it and I don't get a reply, it's the same thing as a no. So, all right, not, not that big of a deal. Um, no, no, and it's no. a great conversation. Yeah, don't take it personally. It's like business development. It's not called business guaranteed. It's called business development. So, so sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But if you don't chase, chase, you're not going to win ever. So you just got to give it a go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in terms of like the mindset, because I feel like that is really connected with confidence there. Um, are there different practices that kind of you found have helped people develop that feeling of, oh, I can go reach out to someone who um, might be, have more experience or might um, have a bigger name or brand um, to kind of develop that ability to feel comfortable sending that message or that sort of? I, I think really it boils down to authenticity, right? So when I get, I get lots of approaches from people, right? Uh, and, and other people get lots of approaches. I approached somebody very famous yesterday, right? I won't mention his name. And, and I, cause I really wanted to be part of that program I'm putting together next year. And initially, he responded on LinkedIn, and he was kind of, I'm not interested, you're selling me something. And then I went back and I said, I'm not selling, you know, I would like to collaborate. And I see you do great work. I do great work. We both do similar work. I'd like to collaborate, right? And so he could sense that I wasn't selling, that I was being authentic, I was being real. And the other thing is really important is people need to get a sense that you are robust, that you have a good pedigree, that you have a good CV, you know, I mean, you have it, you've got good qualification and you're writing a book. And so you need to have that substantive base, but that's the beginning. Then people need to see that you're not selling, that you mean what you say, that you're genuinely interested in building what you're building. I can, I can see, like we've never met, right? And we've owned, this is the first time we've ever spoke, but I can see you're on a journey of, you're on a an intentional journey. You want to build something with your life. And so the people who get that get it right. So, and people who don't get it, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. And it's, it is very interesting in terms of being able to come across as authentic, especially online and like a yeah. message where um, sometimes the subtext might be a little bit hard to understand or stuff like that, but there are still ways to do it, whether it's like the tone kind of trying to figure that. that yeah. Part out. Yeah. And the other thing is, People shouldn't be afraid of the word assertiveness. So there's, there's three types of communication. There's passiveness, there's aggressiveness, and there's assertiveness. And 
a lot of people don't really know what assertiveness means, but assertive communication, which is what we should all aim for, it means being direct about what you want, but in a considerate, decent way, right? It's not being aggressive, but it's also not being a people pleaser. It's not allowing others to take over you. So if you're assertive about your communication and you make it clear that, you know, as you did with me, you'd like to have this conversation and, uh, but you weren't, you weren't selling yourself and you weren't, you weren't using words like, well, do you mind? Or would it be okay? That sort of language suggests weakness. It's Simon. I think you said, Simon, I'd love to interview you. You're doing great work. I'd be really grateful if you did. That's assertive, you know, that's what drags people in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all about the, um, the word choice and like how, Absolutely. yeah. And small changes can make a huge impact. I think the way to think about this is I've been blessed, you know, Marshall Goldsmith, the world's number one leadership thinker. He's written the four to two of my books and, and I'm, I'm not a global thought leader like Marshall Goldsmith, but I just reached out to him as you did to me. I did that five years ago uh, and we've become friends and I've met him here in Ireland. And you just, there's a, these people are list that they're really interested in learning from new people, from younger people, but, but they, but their time is valuable. So they need to get a sense that you really, you're really direct and you, and there's, there's a value add that they, that you can give to them as well as they can give to you. So don't be wishy-washy. Don't be rude. Just be direct. And, and it's not going to win all the time, but you'll get it. You'll get it. If you go there, if you yeah. use the right words. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. Like in terms of the directness too, that, it almost is a respect thing in a lot of ways in terms of that way yeah. it's very clear what the conversation is going to be about yeah. and yeah. yeah and 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 an influence is something i want to talk about as well being an influencer i'm not talking about social media influence i'm talking about there's a way that we can all influence each other we can which an influence is about um it's about it's about inspiring somebody to come on a journey with you right so and so you've done that with me so i you know i looked at your linkedin and i thought wow this guy is writing this book about not waiting through university and just grasping stuff, right? That's really interesting. So you've influenced my mindset, right? Influence doesn't have to come from an old person to a young person. It can come from a young person to an old person. It's what you say and how you say it, particularly if it's something new or unique or intriguing, like what you're doing. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And one of my favorite things with terms like mentorship in a lot of ways is thinking that it can be bi-directional and that it young people Absolutely. can share a different perspective that might be new and different um and that obviously people who have more experience can mentor younger people in learning so it's really yeah. no absolutely and what comes with that as well is the word ego we need to let go of our ego right we're all if there's eight billion people on this planet even people you don't like right we're all equal right even the people you don't like even people you've fallen out with they are equal to all of us and so we're here for a limited period of time. I, I treat each day as a lifetime. So I wake up in the morning at 6 or 6.30 and I'm asleep by 11, 11 p.m. I don't know whether tomorrow is going to exist, Rob. So all I do is I focus on the best I can do today, right? And try and be, I try not to harm anybody else. And if I, I try and be good to others. And if I can't be good, I try not to harm anybody. And but also I'm very conscious that I need to mind myself as well. Sometimes you need to put your own barriers up and sometimes you need to say no, right? And so, and I think the best leaders are calm, courageous, the calm, compassionate, but also courageous. Sometimes you're going to get this at, at some points. People are going to ask you, right? And sometimes you're going to have to say no. 
So it all comes back to that awareness, you know? Yeah. And in terms of kind of like the, whether it's being able to say no or kind of discovering some like self awareness and kind of what motivations are, what are some of the things there that in terms of how you were able to figure out what worked for you and what your interests were there in terms of uh, like the things that you want to be doing in that sort? So that's interesting. So it took a bit of a breakthrough for me. I mean, I, I spent a long time hiding behind a corporate persona, right? So I was this corporate lawyer. I've done corporate deals. So I started, I wrote books on contracts and I wrote books on deals and sales. And then the magic really started for me three years ago when I released my last book or two years ago, How to Be a Better Deal Closer. And the agent, the former agent of Marshall Goldsmith, a woman in California said to me, I read your book, Simon. And it was like, you know, the wardrobe in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, where the, the children walk into this other world called Narnia. And she said, that's what you were writing about. You weren't really writing about closing deals. You were writing about how people interact, how they navigate, how they influence each other, how they negotiate, how they communicate, how they empathize. And from that moment, I've realized that's the work I do is help people communicate. And at the end of the day, I'll just finish on this, Rob. The power of communication isn't language, it's connection, right? Don't, don't ever forget that communication is about connection, right? So you and I have spoken. We can never forget this conversation, right? We've connected, right? And you understand what I'm talking about. I can see the journey on you're on. That's really powerful. And if more people connected, more magic would happen. Yeah, the, the, those are the lasting experiences and connections that will make the impact and do. Uh, connection is everything connection yeah. and connection helps you get jobs it helps you advance in life because don't forget not some egos think we're here for ourselves we're not we're actually here for each other to help each other to grow right and so you'll find as you go along that a lot of the opportunities you get will be in collaboration or through most of the stuff you get isn't just going to be through you it's going to be through collaborating and others so and you need to connect yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Last question really quickly would be if you could go back to your first day when you're at university, what advice would you give yourself? Well, that easy would be don't worry about what other people think. What you is what you think that matters. That's the key. Just go for it. It's what you don't want. Don't worry about what other people think about you. What you think is the thing that matters. That's the key. That's great advice. And thank you so much for your time. Really grateful well, to have you on today and that we were able to connect. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Rob. Thank Take you. Care. See you.